Blog Talk Radio. Wake up to the morning light. Wipe away the lonely night. Let a brand new day wash over you. Wanna see you smile again. Show some love to your crazy friends. Wipe your tears away. Those days are through. If you move just a little bit closer, you can put your head on my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So baby, hold on. Just another day or two. I can see the clouds are moving faster now. And the sun is breaking through. If you can hold There is nothing that can stop this crazy love from breaking through. We're breaking through. Whoa, whoa, oh, We're breaking through. Whoa, whoa, oh, We're breaking through. Wake up to the rising sun. Thanks the Lord for the things He's done. Lift your eyes to the hope that's ever true. Wanna see you smiling, girl? You're alive.
right. Microphone on. All right. We're ready to rock. Here we go. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestivani. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Keep It Magic. It is Tuesday, November the 27th, 2012. We've got one more month of the year and approximately 23 days until we're all dead, whichever way you want to look at it. So, you know, the the shift may be happening, and you know, or you know, we will collide into is this the, the. Is this our official countdown? Yeah, our official countdown. We may collide into a planet that doesn't exist. You know, there's a lot of things that are going on on the horizon <laughs> that uh, we have to look forward to and be excited about. Uh, so, I'm going to be at a party that night. I don't are. know which one. I'm just going to be at one. <laughs> well, make sure you text me before you die. Okay. Okay. Just you got to be. Sure now it's supposed night. to be at midnight, or is it some time throughout the day? Or I don't know. Any time throughout the day, there's going to be like a gigantic earthquake, and you know the ocean is going to be pushed all the way to Idaho or something of that crazy nature. I so mean, we're going to be texting each other all day. Yeah, we're going to be texting each Still other here. all day. The water is coming. The water is rising. Get in the ark with the two animals. <laughs> <laughs> but don't get between them. Don't get between them. Oh my, um, my uh, cousin, second cousin. Kid of a cousin, something like that. He's on his honeymoon, and I forget where he is, somewhere where there's monkeys. So there's yeah. his, his new bride, is his new wife is looking in the camera, smiling, but right behind her, two monkeys going at it. <laughs> and he posted it going, how the hell did they get there? They clearly somebody, wanted, you know, their picture taken, you know. Somebody were, really likes the view. They definitely have, you know, like a Mars-Venus conjunction in the 10th house. You know? Absolutely. Oh, it's cracking me up. Although, although my favorite Facebook thing today was the little neti pot dance. The neti pot dance. Um, someone posted, um, like you know, a little teapot song, mm-hmm. right? I'm a little neti pot, short and stout. Stick me up your nose and blow your boogers out. How disgusting, Jackie! <laughs> Don't be talking about that nuttery on this show. And then, of course, our friend, my friend Delasa, commented, going, "I always think that neti pots are like waterboarding yourself." <laughs> Like, yup, it's what I say every time. Oh. <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, kind of uh, kind of interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I really threw you off your pins on that one. Shut up. <laughs> Stop talking about boogers. Yes. Uh, Neti pots are now a subject that is broken. I have a Jesus bottle. What? I call it a Jesus bottle. Because you say, oh, Jesus. <laughs> every time you use it. No, every time I use it, it's just like my headache goes away, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so you have your own version of a neti pot. Yeah. I always feel like I'm waterboarding myself. Oh. I'm probably doing it wrong. Yeah, you're probably doing it wrong. But I just, I'm like, by the time I'm done, only in desperate desperation. <laughs> 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 and 
now that we've I've thrown you completely off track. Sorry. Well, when you wake up in the morning with such a sinus headache, Jackie, that mm-hmm. you're willing to blow your brains out, you probably might want to opt for the neti pot first. Right. <laughs> a little relief, please. Yeah. A, a little relief, definitely, definitely. Um, make sure, everybody, that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. They are the sponsor of this show, and your patronage to Coventry Creations is basically how we make this show possible. If you want to get in your orders for Christmas, Do you know, you now. want some Christmas candles, you need to get them in there now because stock will be flying off the shelf. It already is right now where we are constantly um – it, everyone waited this year. Just so you know, everyone waited um, to start ordering till now. So in the past, people were ordered earlier. So we are definitely scrambling. So get your order in now, so we can make sure we get it to you in time for your holiday before the end of the world. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> your holiday, whatever that is. I got my aunt an entire uh, set of, of, of the uh, affirmation candle. Oh, nice. For Christmas, um, she will definitely enjoy. She knows those. now. We don't even have to wrap it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do is that she likes Bath and Body Works products too, so I just put some stuff in there and I get a basket and put the candles in there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's really all—it's not even about the candles in the Bath and Body; it's really about the display. Ah, uh, okay. So you know, that's what you go. You go with this big basket with all of these beautiful candles and all these Bath and Body products, and they just look wonderful. So. Right, it, you know. Um, uh, I caught Phoenix listening to the show for a hot second the other day. Our show? Yeah, Phoenix is, which is my husband in Storm's. BFF. He never listens to our show. And I know. Yeah, he's my BFF. I know. And I said, I said, I didn't say anything. And it, he turned it off. And I go, why'd you turn it off? He goes, like, I got what I needed. <laughs> what well, did do he you mean? Ever, do you ever listen to the show? And he says, no. And <laughs> I said, well, fine, I'm just going to start talking about you. I'm going to tell all your secrets. He goes, you do anyway. <laughs> if he only knew, you know. If he only knew the stuff that so, we were talking so, about So, you know, I talk about what he's getting for Christmas, which is nothing. Cause he doesn't like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he'll be listening to every show now. You know. You know <laughs> Secretly in his dungeon at Ford. You know? <laughs> so, um, you know, actually the holiday presents, it has begun. Yeah. We got. Did you get through Black Friday? Well, I know you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> okay, there are limitations to my going out, Jackie, and I think that Black Friday, even if I am 100% better, I probably should not be doing it. <laughs> I don't. I don't go out on Black Friday. I I just think that insanity. I mean, I. So you're saying that that decision of mine is actually sound insane? Yeah, it's actually a sound sound insane decision. I guess the thing is is that um, if you Slow your ass down and take a look at stuff. Um, most of those things that you're that you're jumping through hoops to go get are pretty much going to be the same price on Saturday and Sunday and Monday. They're going to restock it at the same price it was on Black Friday. And actually, for the past couple of years, I was tracking that because I was looking for a couple of things. One of them was was a camera that I wanted to buy. It came back, and one one year it was a DS. Remember when the DSs were crazy? You could yeah. find one. My daughter's birthday is in January, so I'm kind of screwed because I try and have to – January 10th is her birthday, so um, and she doesn't listen to the show either. So <laughs> I I have to buy her birthday present along the same lines at the time as her Christmas present, so trying to find those different things 
is a challenge. And so I was watching prices on the DS and the cameras and this and that. And you know what? It was the same price once it was back in stock. Yeah. It was. It's crazy, and it's been that way for the past several years. And um, and I'm I'm done with it. I am completely and utterly done with the crap I get from different places. And I'm so grateful that you think of me. I'm so not you particularly, but the universal you, the royal you. Yeah. I'm so grateful when people think of me and 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 get me something. And um, I'm and I don't. I'm not complaining about that. What I'm what I'm annoyed with is the you know how everybody gets the one gift and they give it all like the family gift or the you know what yeah. all that stuff unless it's chocolate <laughs> I'm not interested and the reason why is this is I've got enough crap well you know like with you Jackie if I see something that I'm inspired to get you I get it any time of the year I don't just get it on a holiday right right you know I'm like oh Jackie will love this let me send it to her and that's and I'm I'm a terrible gift giver because I buy it and I never save it and I have to give it to you right away. I'm I'm you've and you've seen me in action with that. Yeah. And I can't even keep a secret when I'm mailing it to you. You're gonna get, get something. Okay, here's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you actually kept my little lamb a secret for a while. I did. I did pretty good because I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and that I even forgot that I gave you that lamb. That was the bomb <laughs> diggity lamb, wasn't it? Yeah, I love that lamb. It's on my desk. So, except for my, except for my daughter, um, who gets uh, usually gets a combination Christmas birthday present, so we can get something bigger and better. Um, I I don't do holiday gifts anymore. I call it National Present Day because it's lost so much meaning, and it becomes this grab bag. And and although some and actually when I do this. I usually get this huge sigh of relief when people open up the card and they see that I've donated in their name. Yeah. I, I really love to do that Heifer International or Kiva or Siva or um, um, there's a couple other ones that I really like or locally. I, I've been, I'm really intrigued by the, um, by the uh, grassroots fundraising for different projects. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do different donations in people's names because that's what I'd, I'd rather see. That twenty bucks I'm going to send on, spend on something that you don't like. It's not your brand. It's not your style. It's not this. I'd rather send it to um, do one of the uh, microloans through Kiva. Kiva's great. I think, it, I think it's Kiva. K I V A. Yeah. Um, they do microloans to women in third world countries to start their own weaving business or get chickens or so that they're self-sustaining. Yeah. And so they have a certain amount of time to pay back that microloan and then that money comes out of them, they pay that, and then it goes to somebody else. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I think it's a wonderful, um, completely wonderful idea. And you know, I'm I'm really, um, so that's, that's the spirit of this whole time of year for me is saying, all right, I, and, and you know, aren't I, aren't I a hypocrite? My business relies upon this time of year to do incredible business, right? I'm a little bit of a hypocrite, but everybody gets candles from me anyway. <laughs> they get a candle and a card. But I'm also, it's not just, oh, shove a candle in a bag and give it to them. It's, um, I'm very um, specific and selective on how I pick it out, and I create uh, blends of different things for people. So I, I do do that aspect of it. Not everyone appreciates that. Actually, I think they appreciate the donation more than the candle because I go to different family members' houses, and the past three years, candles are sitting there on the shelf. 
and then, then I, what I do is I come, I bring them off the shelf, I dust them off, I put them on the table, and I light them all. <laughs> <laughs> but so you know, it's in some ways I seem like a hypocrite because I do have an increase of income this time of year, so I like to just um, share that out versus um, be part of this this insane drive to increase your debt. Um, it sounds kind of luxury, and I sound like I'm on a pedestal, and I'm really sorry because I know that there's um, some folks who really this is this is it for them, uh, and I'm I am happy to um, I'm you know I'm happy to be part of that with them, but and give me stuff. No, I'm just kidding. What well, we have an eclipse tomorrow? Okay, what's that about again? Um, well, interestingly, it, it's kind of a weaving thread. Um, that is kind of going on at the moment. On yesterday, we had um, Venus conjunct Saturn, which has to do with, uh, you know, a lot with relationships. And because it's in the sign of Scorpio, it has to do with, you know, the the garbage can, you know, all of our relationship garbage. Um, And attempting to, uh, you know, to really discover what about our relationship is not working and how can we do it, work with it productively, that energy productively to make our relationship more of what it is that we want it to be. So this is that prediction that I got in trouble about yesterday. Um, and then today we have Mars, which is uh, conjunct Pluto um, in Capricorn. Uh, and both of these planets in many ways have to do a lot with survival. Mars is how we go out into the world and get what it is that we want, okay, which you know most of us go out in the world to get what we want because you know we need to survive and we need to prosper and you know, uh, move forward with our lives and things of that nature. And Pluto, um, has to do with survival of the species. Now, the tricky part is, is that sometimes your personal wants, needs, and desires <laughs> do not align with the collective at all, and there can be a large conflict with it, which, because Pluto is involved, we tend to see on the world stage, for example, you can take one aspect of um, uh, you know, the Egyptian riots and the, uh, you know, the, the problems in the Middle East and Occupy Wall Street and the, uh, the protests in Wisconsin. Uh, you can take all of that um, and kind of add that together in which that the ideals and survival needs of the collective are opposed to or not aligned with personal wants, needs, and desires, and it creates that particular conflict which comes out on the world stage. Now, Interesting. Now, what we have also is that we have the next aspect is Venus in sextile to Mars. Okay, now Venus in sextile, sextiles offer us opportunities, okay? And you've got these two big, huge, gigantic things that are going on. And basically what that sextile provides us with the ability is to work through these really intensive issues and really start to take a deeper look at our lives because the eclipse is in Gemini, which is not about the big picture, Jackie. It's about the little box. It's time to look in the little box and make changes in regards to our lives based on what it is that we want and need for ourselves in order to uh, feel like prosperous, developing individuals, and also um, how we start to manage our relationships in more of an effective sort of way. So the eclipse is kind of migrating with all of that particular energy that's going on at the moment. And it's really a time, basically, for us to really start to look at these particular issues. There's a lot of people, Jackie, that are out there in relationships. Just I, I know I talk to 20 of them a day. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) And you sell candles to them every day. Um, And that these people are in relationships. Many of them, Jackie, don't even necessarily want to be in the relationship with the individual anymore, but they kind of feel stuck in that relationship either because of fear or they maybe even want to be in the relationship, but they're afraid of asking for what it is that they want to need or that there's communication problems or they don't feel as wanted as they did before. Um, And it can bring issues. And one of the things I've been doing um, recently, a lot of studying, Um, in regards to, you know, um, uh, my own personal inner work and working on approval addiction Mm -hmm. and also, um, uh, you know, working on also, uh, you know, a lot of stuff in regards to uh, school. So one of the things that I had run across, which was actually a package that I helped work on in the 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 90s, but I come across it, and you know when you're going through old stuff, you can kind of flip through it and stuff like that, and it um, it was a project which was called Making Love Work. And um, one of the things that was in that particular product, which really stood out to me, um, is men do not go out and have affairs for love or for sex. Men go out and have affairs to feel important. Interesting. Women do not go out and have affairs for love or for sex. Women go out and have affairs to feel wanted, needed, and desired. Um, uh, so basically, you know, especially with Venus and Saturn, when we start to feel inferior and we start to feel that, um, uh, we don't, we're not getting what it is that we want and, uh, you know, we feel stifled and frustrated, you know, that can open up a big, huge, gigantic can of the Satan, okay? And the next thing that you know is that, uh, you know, you're attracted to the mailman or the devil with a blue dress on. (laughs) Well, we were we were talking um, my uh, Motor City Magnolias, and I were talking about how um, you know we we make decisions through our pain, um, and and we interact. And many times we interact and react with our with our pain standing out versus mm-hmm. um, our self worth. And so, um, and that's one of those moments where you're working from your pain. Yeah. It, it 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 really is, and so this particular aspect of the, especially that Venus in sextile to Mars, really provides us with the opportunity to deal with these issues in a constructive way. Okay, because sextiles are opportunities. You know, they're a pretty easy flowing um, aspect. So it's really a great time, really, to despite the intense energies, to really sit down, not text sit down and really think about what what needs of yours are not being met and how do you go about getting those needs met, okay? And it may include conversations. It may uh, include, um, you know, really, really getting real in regards to your relationships because, you know, Pluto is that amputation planet. So everything that is not working, Jackie, what is Pluto going to do? Chop, 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 chop. Yep. So, you know, a lot of relationships, you know, somebody wrote to me the other day when they see my Venus Saturn article, and they said, so does this mean that my relationship is going to end? And I basically stated, here is the deal. You really, the planets are telling us, at least from my perspective of transformational astrology, the planets are telling us now we need to look at the areas of our lives that we don't feel are adequate or that we don't feel happy with. 
<laughs> and deal with those in a productive manner, manner rather well, than a the, the, rather than letting the, the planets take control of us. Because it could lead, if you don't address what's there now, it could lead to potential breakups. And and that's true. And I love that because that's you know that's what the beginning of our our um, seven steps to unscrewing yeah. yourself. But but that's that's for the next um, next segment. But I mean it's it's right in line. I mean. I, I'm always amazed that I say, "Hey, let's let's do this, this, and this," and then you look up the astrological aspects of what's coming up, and bingo, they just they they just fit right into each other. Yeah, I'm always I'm like, "Wow, because am I making that up? Is it is it just are we pushing it together?" But nope, that's what it is. Because, um, but you're right. You have to start dealing with um, those. You're shining the light in your blind spot. Yes. It's really what it is. Shine the light in your blind spot. And here's the thing is when you look into your blind spot, I know it sounds kind of scary for some people. Well, that's what they don't look at. i got to tell you, when you practice doing that, you look into your blind spot and you go, that's been driving me? Oh, let's get rid of that. That doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, this this is why, you know, I hope that, you know, my new approach to astrology, which I'm planning to do a lot with, um, really starts to help people in regards to actually understanding that, uh, you know, here are the particular energies that are available. Either you manage it or it will manage you. Right. Right. So in relationships, looking at that, like you were talking about, looking at the, the small picture and looking at yeah. what it is that, um, using the planets to, to shine the light on what it is that's not working for you, yeah. the, the things that those planets run, in relationships, I just want to add one more caveat. You got to look at you, not them. Yeah. Um, it's not about in any relationship. It's never about you changing the other person because they're going to do their own thing, no matter what's going. No matter how much you want them to change who they are, you have to look at how do I relate to that thing that it is I want them to change. Why is that driving me nuts? You know, interestingly enough, that, that's uh, 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 extremely profound. And I was listening to um, a, a class the other day, Jackie, and in the middle, and, and you know, I, I listened to this class, and you know, that there's points where you know I'm an avid writer, um, you know, so I take a lot of notes when I'm listening to class and things of that nature. And the teacher paused four times and said, "What people think about you does not matter." What people think about you does not matter. And said it four times, and I was like, okay, I got the point. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, you can't change them anyways, so just focus on changing yourself. We We do put a lot of emphasis and energy on what people think of us. We 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 change ourselves. We which is a hot button for me because of the approval addiction. Absolutely, and I think that we all have that need maybe not an addiction but that need um just like we all need food and some of us are addicted to it um and uh with with that whole aspect of it 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 does become a driving force how we dress what we do all these things now hopefully you're doing these different things because it pleases you because you're having fun with it yeah exactly and when you do it for you um Boy, the world follows. The world loves it. Exactly. And the other the other profound thing, and then we'll go to a break, Jackie, that I've seen, is that um, 
and it was from my Kabbalah teacher um, that uh, wrote it. And basically what they said, and this was extremely, extremely profound for something that I'm going through at the moment, which I've discussed with you, but um, uh, it was a quotation about friendship. And the quotation was, it's what you do for your friend when they've fallen that matters, (laughs) not when they're on top. Oh, amen. Amen. We have to go to a break. Um, Cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com if you have a problem in your life. Regardless of what that problem is, we have a candle for that. And, Jackie, I heard um, a friend of mine sent me a CD, and I I was just listening to it as I was uh, writing some blogs. Uh And this song... Um, reminded me so much of you. I've got to play it. So, just okay. Cipriot, so before wait before you play it. Yeah. Go over to Keep It Magic. Look at the article on the front page because that's what we're going to be talking about next. Okay. Yeah. KeepItMagic.com. Here's Kiprias with City Woman.
And I'm here with the most talented today woman, uh, Jackie Smith. Um, and of course, you know, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com, the sponsor of the show. The song was called City Woman. It's by Kiprio. You can get it on iTunes. His EP is called Lapdog, and he's a DIY artist. So we should mm-hmm. definitely spend a little bit of time supporting DIY artists. I love that idea. You know, so um, Jackie and I will be featuring a lot of uh, products to come up um, with uh, DIY artists because, you know, it's kind of um, uh, breaking uh, the system. And, you know, 10 years ago when you would think about, Jackie, a song from a DIY artist, um, and because your book is called DIY Akashic Wisdom. <laughs> um, so we got a theme going on here. Um, uh, you know, you wouldn't think that the production quality would be as great as the production quality of that song was. So, right. That was that was really good, and that was great. Pro- it was, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't didn't just sound good. It was produced well. It was more cowbell. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, when I heard the lyrics to it, you know, you know, she doesn't gossip, you know, all of these particular things. She keeps it real. You know, it definitely reminded me of you, Jackie. So oh. I, I would play that. Oh, thanks. That that's that's stuff that I it's important to me. Yeah. Even though I I have the satan every now and again, and I I partake of it. At least I call myself on it and admit what I'm doing. <laughs> Usually, while you're getting your hair done, and I get the text. Oh my God! You know, I just you know the satan just hit me while I had those aluminum foils in my head. You know, it was probably just amping up the antenna. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the satan antenna. You know, was uh, <laughs> you know. He you know, it, it's so funny because it sounds like we talk all the time. Yeah, we we do talk a good amount. We talk several times a week, but it's not as much as one would think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that much, actually. You know, maybe yeah. a couple of hours, and that includes show prep. <laughs> yeah. and, and and it's gotten even lighter lately because we've both been busy, and, and we're like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what do you want to talk about now? Well, the first thing that I want to talk about that I think is pretty interesting is that, uh, of course, we have our seven-step Scrooge spell that we're going to be doing over the next hour. Um, in the next but, four weeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be doing Scrooge for a while. Mm-hmm. Ebenezer, bah, humbug. You know, the, uh, uh, but one of the things that, that, you know, I was kind of meditating a little bit upon, you know, and using my particular, you know, psychological and literary skills um, and pondering on the story itself. And if you think about it, Jackie, it is really the story is really about a man's confrontation with his own shadow. Um, uh, you know, in coming to some form of quote-unquote spiritual awakening. What story? A Christmas Carol, Scrooge. Oh, okay. So it's like, okay. It's like, wait a minute. Oh my God, what is wrong with a woman? Oh, gotten him. Going to a different story. What's going on? Oh, gotten him. You know. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that that is that is exactly what what that's about. It's saying, you know, what I look at it as the whole Scrooge thing is is what have I what have I decided is important in my life? Mm-hmm. What have I sold myself to? If you think about it, he um, what 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 runs the show? My pain or my love? And he decided, and that's that shadow side, and he has to address the fact that he gave up. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely a uh, a circumstance in which he was so afflicted, basically based upon actually pains and hurts that happened in his life right. that he kind of uh, uh, closed himself down in many ways. Now, the interesting thing, um, and I, I want to quote this from the story, um, because the first ghost that appears to him is his former business partner Marley. Uh-huh. Um, Jacob Marley, um, uh, which the name Jacob, by the way, means traitor. Um, uh, so when you think about that and you understand basically a little bit of the complexities here, it says the same face, the very same, Marley in his pigtail, usual waistcoat, tights and boots, the tassels on the latter bristling, like his pigtail and his coat skirts, and the hair upon his head, the chain he drew was clasped about his middle. It was long and wound about him like a tail, and it was made, for Scrooge observed it very closely, of cash boxes, keys, padlocks, ledgers, deeds, and heavy purses wrought in steel. Now, I'm going to state that again, because it's the key to the whole story. Yeah. The, the chain he drew was clasped around about his middle. It was long and wound about him like a tail, and it was made of cash boxes, keys, padlocks, ledgers, deeds, and heavy purses wrought in steel. Yep. And I think, you know, one of the difficult things, I think, with this particular season, Jackie, is that we get so caught up in regards to... um, the materialistic aspect of um, uh, of Christmas, which, by the way, isn't new. It was going on in the 1850s. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and people's uh, not wanting to be charitable and not caring about uh, their fellow man and... Um, uh, Thus the Scrooge story. Yeah. <laughs> Thus the Scrooge story. Um, so I found that particular imagery very interesting. It is because one of the things that I've always taken from the Scrooge story, and and since even before my spiritual path was that there is more than one type of prosperity. Look at how poor he is in the love in his life, and the family, and the compassion. So he's traded one for the other. So it's in many ways it's it's kind of a, a Christian morality tale of of if you follow the love of money, everything else will leave you. Now I can understand that but yet at the same time i think it's the love of the self doesn't have to be poverty driven yeah um but um but when you when you um when you work on prosperity in your life if you're only working on the cash aspect of it you will always be um you will always be chasing after it and i know cuz i do i mean i and i have and but when you when you build prosperity from the inside out, then um, the cash doesn't matter as much. Your mm-hmm. needs are met anyway. 
Well, you know, one of the things that that I pondered on, Jackie, in regards to the story and in regards to what it is that we look for in the holiday season, Mm -hmm. okay, most people are walking around looking to catch a particular feeling, okay, Um, whether that that be uh, a feeling of one's humanity or uh, a greater care to one's fellow man, whatever it is. It's almost like that they're they're attempting to catch something, but they're doing it in this very, um, in many ways, destructive way. More people go into debt at Christmas time than any other time of the year. Yes. Right, they're trying to buy that feeling versus yeah. creating it in their lives or, or finding it within themselves. And and I don't want to sound like we're perfect or we're judging. Oh, hell no, we're not perfect. I've tried to buy well, my way through everything. So. Right, and we're not, <laughs> we're not judging. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the, the want to have an amazing, prosperous Christmas under the Christmas tree for your family. Um, if that's where, if that were, is that, Oh, I'm trying to say this. If that is where your pleasure is, if that's where you get get some of that from, I do it. What we're just saying is know what you're doing. Yeah, it, it's really being conscious of your purpose for doing things. You know the, uh, you know one of the things that uh, one of my clients was telling me. I'm, you know, oh my God, I have all this Christmas shopping to do, and I said, well, how much shopping do you have to do? And she was telling me about this whole list, Jackie, uh-huh. and it was about about thirty people. And I said, why are you buying for all these people? And she says, well, you know, it's the appropriate thing to do, and it's the holiday season. And I said, do you even like these people? And she said, no. Right. I said, so you're basically doing it to please them in some form of way, either to buy favor or... Or out of guilt because you don't like them. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I, I found it very, very interesting you know of of uh, how the season has turned into something uh, uh, highly commercial, like you call it national present day. Yeah, and and there's um, you know we've moved in the sun's moved into Sagittarius. Yeah. So there gets this high ideal of if I just do this thing, this fantasy, this future projection, which is natural with the Sagittarian energy that says if I just do this and this and this, everything is going to work out. And then on the 26th, you're extremely disappointed because the sun is now in Capricorn. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the middle of January, when the sun is still in Capricorn, you get the credit card bill. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's it's this, you know, it's going to be all all work out because it's Christmas and miracles happen at Christmas, which they do. They do because we're, um, some of us catch on to um, some of the positive energy um, the miracle-making energy, and some of us wait for that miracle-making energy to show up. And I, if there's one thing I've learned in my few years in this spiritual rodeo that we have here is that you make your own miracle. Yeah. Well, that's what um, you know. Kabbalah teaches. God doesn't perform miracles. You do. Um, right. Uh, and basically, watch um, the interesting thing that I was, reading about miracles, Jackie, and uh, I found it to be extremely, extremely profound, um, was that people that are lucky or that they get miracles, in many ways you could kind of take those two words and 
apply them to each other. Right. Um, basically, what I have found that they're able to do is that they're able to see opportunities at a much more quicker rate than other people. Um, so it's not really that they're lucky. They just know how to take advantage of opportunities or see the opportunity in something um, more so than other people. Um, yeah, okay. But I also think that... Um that people that are more lucky or find more miracles, they generate them. Yeah. They generate them by their actions and also by their openness because you can pass one by in a heartbeat. Well, don't you think, Jackie, that being open to the particular to miracles and creating your miracles really has a lot to do with what opportunities are you going to choose to go with and which ones are you not? You know, um, you can take it to a broad level of, uh, uh, you know, you're going through financial problems and you have a thousand dollars. Okay, that's all you have is a thousand dollars. And your friend comes over and knocks on the door and says, You know, this is the biggest deal ever. Just give me a thousand dollars. You know, we'll invest it and it's going to make you a million dollars. And you decide not to take that particular opportunity. And then the next month you're kick, 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 kicking yourself because mm-hmm. your friend has a million dollars. Right. Yes. Well, there's also, um, this is. Uh, what is it, Andrea Vitamus, he has this book he wrote, and when, um, Chaos Magic or something like that. Yeah. But he talks about when he teaches classes is that you have to develop a relationship with your higher self or with the divine so that when you're in crisis, there's something there for you. Yeah. And there's a reason why that is. And it's not just that they're not going to be there for you. It's the fact that you have the ability to listen to them. Just today, um, Patty and I were working with a, with one of our employees on on a challenging issue with a part of her job, and I wasn't sure how to start the conversation. And, you know, my my baser nature, my darker nature wants to say, what's wrong with you, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I know that that's just a very poor plan to start a conversation that way. So I took a deep breath, opened my mouth, and the words came out. And I, I was, when I was talking to Patty about it later, I said, well, what? That was wow! I, I didn't know how to start this, and it just started. And she goes, "Well, when you do work all the time with your higher self, with your divine self, with the divine, then you're naturally open to them in difficult times, and you know the right thing to do." Yeah. And that that was exactly it. That was exactly it. It's like I was open to it. I said my little instamatic prayer, going, "How do I start this?" And then it, before that that thought was even finished, I was able to start it with. I just really want to hear what what's going on with you and and how you feel about this, without judgment. And I really, because I opened to it, I and, and I said those things. I went, wow, I I really am not judging this. I really do want to know this. Okay, all right. And then I I was then I was open to new information coming in. And then really through that process, a miracle happened. Through that process, we came to an understanding. And I it went from a miserable employee to employee that walked because you know how it's like I, I've got to go in the boss's office. Oh fuck, you know. Yeah. I shouldn't say that on the air. Um, it was it was the I just came out of the boss's office and I feel like a million bucks and there was no money involved. So that's that's that type of miracle and so it's being open to it so you know in crisis what to do. But when you're shut off from the divine, when you should when you're shut off even from your um your own spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sounding like a preacher now. Don't shut up from your own spirit. Um but when you shut off from from listening to your own spirit and and being in tune with what your needs are, then that's that's the challenge. So 
that's really the first part of our seven steps. The first the first wrangle is knowing yourself. It, it it really is. And I you know, one of the things that um I was meditating on um over the weekend, Jackie, and what I have come to realize is that, you know, in and, and I agree with um whoever you said, you know, wrote the chaos magic book. I didn't catch it. But and, uh, Andrea Vitamus. Okay. One of the things that I think that is part of the problem as to why people have difficulties creating miracles, okay, is because of the fact that they don't know how to develop a relationship with either God or their higher self or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they tend to go to, uh, you know, that the higher self or to God at the moment that they've kind of hit the floor and can't get up anymore. And that's when it's, oh, God, if you just, right. you know, and you start doing, you know, just pr- prayers, um, basically, you know, one of the things that I have been looking at, Jackie, is everything in regards to prayer lately. And really, it's more about building a friendship in many ways um, uh, with your higher self or with God or with whichever, you know, deity you're casting your worries to. Um, it's more of building that particular type of friendship. Um, uh, you know, I would much rather down the road, okay, um, uh, you know, um, the light of the creator be saying, oh, you know what, that storm, he did a lot of wonderful things while he was on the planet. You know, he clothed a lot of people and fed a lot of people and did, you know, some wonderful things. Oh, yeah, he did some crazy things too, but we, you know, won't worry about that. So, uh, so, Scrooge, so Scrooge didn't know himself. No. That's the thing is that he knew what it was to be a business person. He knew how it was to be this persona, this this protected armor that he put on the outside. Yeah. And he lived that persona versus living himself, knowing himself. Yes. He, well, it was a role that he felt comfortable with playing because of the fact that, you know, um, he has a horrible experience with a love affair. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't treated well, basically, by his family. Um, there it's is painful. There is a part of the particular story in which I believe it was that he wanted to go into uh, either the choir or into some form of church type of service. Um, uh, and and it basically his father went and got him and brought him home. And, uh, you know, then he dealt with his business partner's death, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of turned him, experience turned him into this particular cold creature. Right. Um, and so I think that that happens all, to a lot of us. So, so again, thinking about that chain that was uh, around Jacob's waist, those are also external things. So this is all the personas that people can layer upon you where then you start to lose who you are. Okay, define what you're what you mean by the word persona. Okay. Um just so that people are clear about that. There's um there's the who you're expected to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we we do naturally take on different roles. Right now I'm in the role of teacher and, and radio personality. Sometimes in, I'm in the role of boss. Sometimes in the, I'm in the role of creator um, when I'm creating new stuff. Sometimes in the, I'm in the role of mom or, or wife. Or So there's these different personas. Everyone has a different need from me. And I And there has absolutely been times where I start to lose myself within that role. There's been times when I lose myself in the role of boss so that I start to become a tyrant. Or I, I lose myself in the role of entrepreneur so I'm overworking. Or I lose myself in the role of mom so I start to helicopter around her and, and, and 
you know, be June Cleaver. So that's a frightening thought, but go I ahead. Know, it really is. Um, <laughs> so in the midst of all of those different personas, all those different needs that people have of me, I'm still Jackie. Yeah. And so what, where's that little piece that's the commonality through all that? So when you have, um, for instance, Scrooge, his father saying, no, you cannot follow this, and, and no, you cannot um, have um, this love affair, and it's just going to be taken away from you, and you, uh, da, 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 da. All these different I- pieces of identity were given to him of what he should be. It's the should word. You get should all over the place. Um, that... Um, that he lost that piece that that's him, no matter what area of his le- of his life he's looking at. Yeah. Now, in this day and age, we have so many different personas that we have to put on. Um, where back then in the 1800s, you could be a mom, and there's different things that mom did, or you you were this, or you were that. So, so it's much more. To me, it seems like it's much more complicated. Yeah, now I, I definitely agree with you. You know, even though that we our better toys in our better way of life and uh, uh, all of the technology that we have now, I think has provided us with a heavier spirit of personification um, uh, than ever before. Uh, just, and, just so you know, when you when you did that quote about Jacob Marley, yeah, that hit me hard. Yeah, personally. And that was the first time I heard it. Is um, uh, I, you didn't we didn't rehearse that, but that hit me really hard, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I get that. It was I, really it, it's a really really powerful um, uh, quote. Uh, you know that the chains that bound him mm-hmm. um, to being soul bound were um, or, or earth bound um, rather um, were. Uh, all of these things that he invested an enormous amount of time into right. that really, at the end of the day, didn't mean much. We have to take a break. We do, um, we do. And I want to tell you about some epiphanies I had about knowing yourself. So, go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. Um, if you have a problem with your life, no matter what that problem is, we have a candle with that. Jackie and I will be back in a flash. Do not touch that dial.
And welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. It is currently 5 p.m. here on the East Coast. That makes it 2 p.m. on the West Coast and every single hour in between. Cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. Make sure that you get your Christmas orders in for all of those sparkly little wonderful holiday candles because they will be going off the shelves quick and might not be available for you. So you need to get those in with the quickness. So go on over there with the platinum card. We'll definitely love you. Um, <laughs> we'll love you. Always. Yeah. So if you go to keepitmagic.com, uh-huh. and um, on the front pages are seven steps to getting rid of your inner Scrooge spell, um, and it lists all the candles that we're going to be working with. So get those ahead of time. Um, you got a little catching up to do, um, but then you'll be ready. And even if you decide to get them and, and work a week after we're working on this, and there's always archives, and you can redo this at any time. This is not just a Christmas thing. Yeah. But this is all about turning your poverty into gratitude. And 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 that and we all know, I mean this is not a new lesson. Gratitude is the thing when you when you are grateful for what you already have, all of a sudden it is abundant. So the thing that you're most focused on with all your energy, that's your gratitude, is becomes abundant. It just it works every time. It's not it's not a new concept. It goes way back. Way back I tell you. Yeah, exactly. So Knowing yourself, we've divided the seven steps up into three, or excuse me, four sections. I know it's not even, but deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, one, two, and three is this week. Four and five is next week. Six is December 11th, and seven is December 18th, so we'll wrap it up right for Christmas. But this week we're talking about knowing yourself. And... This is the hardest step, really, because this is where you start shining the light into all of those blind spots. This is where you start look, taking some hard looks at what you really believe um, and what your real fears are and what really is broken. And But if instead of focusing on that aspect of it, on what's wrong with you, start focusing on opening up to be able to see the new idea that you need to have. And then when you see the new idea that's going to help you get to the next place, it's going to help you heal, the fear, the broken part, the blind spot is not that big of a deal. And I think that's that's a big key um, that actually you and I have been talking about a lot this past year is that um, if you surrender it without even knowing, it, knowing what it's about, miracles happen. Yes. I surrender the broken part of me. I surrender my fears that are limiting me and help me find a new way. And then you find this new way and then you understand your fears. So step one is getting comfortable in your own skin, understanding your fears, where you are broken, and owning the brilliance that comes through you. That's a big thing that it tends to all come down to is a deservedness. I don't deserve to be part of the light. Um, I find that 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 is 99.99% when you get down to it, when you strip away all the layers. So we are so afraid of the brilliance and the positivity that comes through us sometimes that um, we might not measure up to it or we don't deserve it. So if you just own the brilliance without excuse, and sometimes it's just tiny little pinpoints of light at a time. And then step two is, Understanding your limiting beliefs. How are these fears and broken parts of the self, how are they defining you? 
Um, so it's uncovering the poverty thinking. It's finding those moments. When you say I, I'm, when you focus on gratitude, those poverty thoughts become so apparent because your focus is on gratitude. So this is like this discordant note in your thought process. You go, wow, I've been thinking like that. Mm-hmm. I've been, wow, I didn't even realize I was thinking like that. And I'll give you some examples of, because I started this myself over this past week. And so I have some epiphanies on that. As soon as I wrote this, I immediately started the process. Um, And then step three is clearing the negativity, which is rewriting or flipping the script and finding that gift within each challenge. There's a gift. And I think that that that's a big part of healing is if you look for the gift. I mean, you you are um, in the middle of a big, ugly, nasty crisis. What's the gift? And just keep asking, what's the gift? What's the gift? And and a big part of this whole thing is letting go of the analytical nature. This is really hard for me. Well, seven aspects of Virgo. I think it might be hard for me. <laughs> when I stop analyzing and I just start experiencing, all the answers come. All of them do. So, um, this is so. This is what you want to do. Is you want to start with the spell reversal. You're going to get a spell reversal candle, a protection candle, a vision quest candle, and a needed change candle. Do you see the theme? Yeah. So the spell reversal candle and the protection candles, those are to help you get into the process of looking inward started. The spell reversal unlocks the issues from the deep tombs you've made from them. Um, And then the protection candle protects you from your own self-sabotage because you're going to put yourself in this vulnerable place so it's going to seem like people are picking on you, but really what that is is that you're paying attention to things with a new filter. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to protect you from that self-sabotage because you once the once it hits the light of day, um, then it's like, oh, that's what's driving me. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, forget about it. Um, or it could be, wow, that's what's been driving me. How do I feel about that? Do I want to own this? Do I not want to own this? Um, and then after you get those lit and you're working on those, light the vision quest candle. And you light all these at the same time. They just have different meanings, and then they all work in concert together. So you light the vision quest candle to help you look deeper and with a more of a personal truth, a little more bravery. But the vision quest candle is also saying to the divine, okay, show me. I'm, show me how to look deeper instead of trying to do it yourself. Just bring it, bring it to me. Bring it. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, because we start looking and we go, okay, that's good. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, I've done three push-ups. That's good enough for now. Tomorrow I'll do four. Um, <laughs> and then the next you do three more and you go, oh, thank God that third one was hard. So this helps you get to that fourth push-up or that hundredth push-up. Uh, the needed change candle helps you release the broken pieces and the fears once they come up. Sometimes we bring these things up and then they hang out in our aura and we're re-experiencing them over and over again and, and we're looking over our shoulder in that paranoia. When you do the needed change candle, and if you don't have the needed change, the spiritual cleansing works equally as well, but I do like the needed change for this because you're changing your perspective and you're flipping the script Yeah. and you're getting it out of um, that. So get into that quiet space. And start asking yourself, what are the fears, short circuits, broken parts that are keeping me in this mental state of poverty? 
And and it's going to be crazy answers. It always is a crazy answer. Some something to do with aliens or you know, the dog eats your homework or and and you get the crazy answer because the fears are trying to throw you off. They're like, oh, there's nothing there, or it's like the simple answer. It's like, oh, there's it's just this. So those, those crazy answers, those answers to derail you are going to come up first. You go, okay, now that we're done with that, what's the answer behind that? Why is that? Why did I come up with this complex and and complicated thing for my complex and complicated self? So, And then you can also go ahead and ask those questions about show me where I need to be grateful. Show me Show me where gratitude exists in my life. Remind me of that. That and that's what you're going to work on over and over and over again. You're going to light these candles every day. Um, if you light them every day for a couple hours, they'll last you about a week. I know because I do it every week, every Monday. I light my candles and they're they're burning for eight hours a day, and then they're done before Friday. I know this. So here's. Do you want to know what happened to me? Tell me. As you know, and and this is why the Jacob Marley thing hit me so hard. As you know. My biggest challenge in life has been about running a profitable business. It goes up and down like a roller coaster ride because life is a roller coaster. And so I'm I asked the divine to show me what is it that I'm missing. Help me find that information that's going to help me be a more profitable business so my employees aren't stressed, so I'm not stressed, so we can hire more people, all of those different things. Um and they've been and I've been open to that in the past year has been another layer of self discovery. But at the same time I'm wondering, wow, this is it. This is my focus in life is always about business. But yet it's so empowering. I mean there's there's plus and minus to anything that you do. It could consume you or it could feed you. And um as I'm saying, what what is what do I need to know about myself here? What is the Jackie piece? And all of this that's limiting me. And this morning it hit me. Because I've had the candles going, I've been doing my thing, and I, I didn't try and analyze it and make a list this time. I just asked mm-hmm. to be shown. I just asked for that faith. I just asked I, to to continue to build my relationship with the divine, and I have many divine allies that I work with. And I'm just, I always ask for their, show me what, what the pieces that I need to know. Guide me. Instead of asking them for something um, like tangible, like I need another cookie or whatever, I need another thousand dollars. Show me how to create this for myself, the missing piece. And the epiphany is, um, and it's it'll make sense to some of you and not to others, but for 20 years I've been running my business as a cottage industry, where my direct efforts create my direct income where I've been looking at this as as if I'm more more like an independent contractor than a corporation. Yeah. And it hit me today, the difference between a cottage industry where how much you sell at the flea market or how much you sell at this convention or how much you sell here or how much you sell there, it means whether you're going to be in business next week or not. And I am not a cottage industry, but my brain is thinking that way. My brain, and I realized that when I was listening to my girlfriends who have small businesses that are more cottage industry. I have this one who makes amazing facial stuff, and she does like a max of two facials a day, and and she's always experimenting with essential oils. I'm like, oh, I miss doing that. 
And then I have another friend who sews, and she creates these awesome things, and she sells them at um, at um, different booths at different places. I'm like, oh, I miss doing that. And today it all hit me going, oh, I keep thinking along those lines versus thinking in the small business. Now, a small business is always thinking about how to grow, how to um, – you're always thinking about the next um, – thing you need to do is a business move that keeps your business going um, versus what is the next thing I'm going to make and sell at the craft fair. And I don't want it to be simplified as that. Or like a contractor is, is who, what's the next client I'm going to get. So it's really my biggest epiphany was that I keep thinking of myself as a cottage industry, as a cottage business versus a business that changes the world. Even though my business is one that changes the world, I don't think that way. Um, and and I'm I'm so and I'm like wow, I, how does that feel? Because I had a panic of, well, that means I can't be as creative. I love creating. I love sitting there with the essential oils and and making a facial mask or or making a new lotion or making a new candle just for fun. I love doing that. So what does that mean? Does it mean I can't do that anymore? So there is a big part of me that said you can't be this creative person if you're a businesswoman, if you're a successful businesswoman. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. That's a huge epiphany on that. It's such a lie. It is. <laughs> but it is such a lie. And I'm like, oh, that's it? Oh, I got that one. <laughs> I know what to do with that. I totally know what to do with that. Versus that struggle. So that was my blind spot. That was my blind spot, and I'm also dealing with the different blind spots and the struggles. Can, and and my um, my weight struggle is always in line with my prosperity struggle. I see it all the time. So it's like, oh, if I become successful in my weight loss or become successful in my business, does that change who I am? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's 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 definitely a. Uh, uh, a larger factor, and I can definitely relate to it because, you know, one of the things that I was journaling about um, uh, in regards to uh, approval addiction is that one of the difficulties in regards to letting go of it, Jackie, is facing the reality that, you know what, not everybody's going to like you regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, making some form of particular uh peace with that um, uh, has been rather life-altering, but, uh, uh, you know, I can definitely relate to, you know, the crazy scripts that we have uh, going on in your life, uh, because, you know, you just get them uh, going through your brain, and then sooner or later it becomes a pattern. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, If everybody likes you, then the world is going to be fine, and then uh, you start doing crazy things to try to get everybody to like you. Yep, yep. And so when you when you find those different pieces, and then you can then you start to feel out what's attached to it. Is it the relationship you have with so and so, or is it something that happened in your childhood, or whatever? And then that's where that needed change candle comes in, so you can start finding it and releasing it and changing the reality on that, at least on some level. And um, and you know this is. One of the things we promised when we talked about going through the seven, these seven steps to um, getting rid of your inner Scrooge is that we were going to share our own process on this. So you have, so our listeners have something to kind of 
relate to. Yeah. That we're not we're not just preaching to you and telling you what to do. This is our process too. And um and that's something that's really important to me to, to share with you is that um I don't hold myself um above or better than because I'm I'm in the muck and the mire right with you. Yeah. <laughs> we do all the stuff in Sinus at my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and we might process a lot with each other. So I really highly recommend that you when you're going going through your own spiritual journey is that you find somebody to go through it with that you're equal with. Not your teacher because your teacher you're not going to feel equal with your teacher no matter who they are. Yeah. But um another student or someone that you can who's um and who's not going to feel too drained by you or vice versa. Um because this process needs some needs some um validation. Yeah. It needs um, <laughs> needs some reality checks because <laughs> um, we do that for each other. We do do yeah. reality checks, and it's and so I feel really lucky about that. And, and Storm and I wanted to share that with everyone that listens. Is that it's not um, like you just said that's absolutely insane. That's stupid. You know when I when I shared that crazy fear coming in. And yeah, I, and, and I, you know, one of the things that I think is is highly important. It's one of the if you listen to our shows uh, 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 during September, mm-hmm. um, one of the particular steps of Teshuvah um, was confession. Mm-hmm. And when you're going through your own brand of personal crazy, okay, just having that ability to contact somebody that you 100% trust, and I emphasize that. Yes. Um, you know, because in this day and age, if you don't 100% trust them, it'll be on Facebook in three minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe even quicker. It may be even while you're going with a conversation, it may be on Facebook. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it needs to be somebody that you 100% trust. But that particular confession lets you get a particular feedback as to whether or not that you are in your own brand of crazy or you're actually dealing with something in more of a constructive and healthy way. Right. And um, even if that person is not physically next to you, because Storm and I have never met, um, and we've had some real heart-to-heart conversations, and so we decided that we were going to trust each other yeah. with with our information. And um, and he has not broken that trust with me. In five years. <laughs> uh, where he's taken my he's, – he's manipulated the things that I have told him in confidence – into something else, and nor has he he told. As far as I can tell, you haven't yeah. told anybody, have you? Nothing. Nothing's come I back. I have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's there's that. Um, it might be somebody that you are interacting with um, through the phone or online. Um, and then recently, although it's it's on my Facebook page and not on Keep It Magic, if you look up Jackie Smith on Facebook, put in Jackie Smith and Coventry, you'll find me. Um, I did a um, a blog. I was testing out my. Um, I'm working on a new website called Ask Jackie. Ask Jackie dot com. Um, there's some betas out there for that one. Um, and I did a blog called the Ten Pound Shark Tank. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know if you saw it. No, I haven't seen it yet. I think it went up Sunday. I don't think anyone's seen it. I might. Um, I might have to reshare this baby. But the Ten Pound Shark Tank is is a story about um, I lose 10 pounds 
and I freak out. Um, so you've heard me talk about it here and, and, and yeah. being on Weight Watchers and, and the points. <laughs> That's not worth those points. So realizing, um, and so this, this um, knowing myself, I went, so why am I doing this? What's going on? Um, and it's like, oh, will I still be me if I lose 10 more pounds? Um, will I, I've, I've owned this size. I own this size. I, I look great. I'm, I'm gorgeous. I'm all, I feel really amazing about myself. Um, unfortunately, I don't feel as healthy as I could be. Uh, and that's one of my motivations is that um, I actually want to fit better into an airplane seat and, and my knees not hurt. So that's part of my motivation. I just want to be smaller than what I am now. I'm not going for size 8. I don't even think it can be. Um, but but that was my confession, is talking about how um, I know how to make it in the big girl shark tank with the big girl posse. Yeah. I don't know if I know how to make it in the medium-sized girl shark tank. <laughs> yes. So it's that's that lie. That's that, oh, if I'm not this creative person who can pull miracles out of the air and all this other stuff in this cottage industry mentality, um, I can be a big fish in this small world, but can I be can I be a medium sized fish in the bigger world? Whether it's business or body or whatever. So it's just it's that's my confession. And um, and that's that. You're right. It's part of that whole thing. Well, there's an enormous amount of pressures. I had a friend uh, who went from like 350 pounds jacket to 120. Wow, that's and, a lot of flesh left over. And when she got down to 120 pounds, you know, guys, of course, were looking at her and all this other stuff. And the particular temptations and all the things that she had suppressed, being quote unquote a fat girl, right, um, all came out, and it literally destroyed her life. Mm-hmm. You know, she ended up divorced. She ended up without her children. She ended up, you know, making an enormous amount of mistakes and errors um, in regards to uh, the way that she was going to live her life. And unfortunately, slowly, she gained every bit of it back. Right. And then some. Um, uh, but it was basically, uh, uh, you know, a very, very large lesson in regards to when somebody makes that particular type of dynamic change, I think that particular type of dynamic change, Jackie, without God or without the universe or without divine helpers or whatever you want to call it, is a recipe for disaster. Yep. So you really have to stay um, doing the particular spiritual work through the particular process. Um, uh, Otherwise, that there's so many things that can go haywire. Mm Mm-hmm. Really, there there is because there's a lot of there's the underlying reason why, and that's what we're yeah. talking about in this turning pro- poverty into um, uh, into prosperity, into gratitude, because this is the process of understanding how you got there. And there's so many ways you can do this. There's the the twenty steps of Teshuvah. There's spiritual counseling. There's all kinds of different healings. There's this is just one of the many. Yeah. And and so we're going through this our process with our listeners live on the air live on the air. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Be scared. Uh-huh. Be very afraid. Um, and, and it's just, this it's, is an experiment. <laughs> this is an experiment. And 
and actually what we got and by the way this show is dedicated to my girl Danette who I met in um in New Orleans and she's a fan of the show and and she's a fan of both of us and when we posted the show I got a heartfelt email from her going this is a miracle cuz this is what I need to do and not do it alone so she was really instrumental in me saying yep I need to share my process and how this is scary and difficult yeah. for me cuz when I talk about um, having a prosperous, successful business. It's not just about that I get a Lexus. It's about 12 people get to keep their job or 12 people get a raise or 12 people can make it through Christmas. Actually, it's up to 20 now. I, I, I will I will say, Jackie, when I think it was either episode 11 or episode 13, um, when I came out and you know admitted to being sexually abused as a child, you know how difficult that was for me, and I was shaking through the entire show. Um, uh, but just basically beginning the particular process of healing from this, um, uh, in dealing with something, Jackie, that two years ago I felt was impossible, um, uh, that I would never, ever get to the point that I was dealing with it, and I was willing to deal with whatever particular consequences of not dealing with it, whatever that was. It was very, very difficult, and this is what I can say. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Right. Right. Yeah. So no matter what the struggle is, no matter, matter what the problem is, no matter what the the issue is, okay, um, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it can be worked through. Um, uh, uh, and it takes a lot of faith and it takes a lot of uh, uh, really deep understanding yourself that everything can be worked through. Mm-hmm. It, it really can, and um, and you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Um, and it may not be with Storm and Jackie, because you don't know us from Adam. I mean, you're listening to us and trusting that we're not pulling the straight out of our out of our asses, because I swore once, I might as well swear again, um, that you can... Um, Good thing we're no longer syndicated, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, because I would have been freaking out. <laughs> I know, I know, I was trying to, I was trying not to say things like that. <laughs> um, but you have, you have, I guarantee you that there's going to be at least one person in your life, and they're going to surprise you. And so if you don't know who that person is, Ask for them. Ask yeah. your divine allies. Ask the light, which I love calling the divine the light. It just makes so much sense to me to say that. Um, ask the light to um, bring you to that person or bring that person to you and make it really apparent. I mean, it's really, you know what's funny is I, I'll say, make it so I so I know exactly who it is. Make them wear a red flower. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so... Somebody might show up with a red flower in their hair, on their skirt, on their notebook, you know. And it's just funny how I've actually said that. I said, and I and make it, and, and I need this help. I need to find someone to help me with this and, and help me recognize that person when they show, um, recognize them beyond doubt. Yeah. And um, And they do. And I think I told you the story about the guy coming in out of the snowstorm. Yeah. Um, a guy came in on a snowstorm, said a couple of things to me, and then um, I was giving, getting him a cup of coffee, and he decided to leave. And I heard the door open and close, and I go out, and there's no snow, there's no footprints in the snow. <laughs> You're well on your way, Jackie, to become a Hebrew or a Hebraic pagan. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
all those all those hard times. But you know, and, and it's when we get down and in, and we're getting into the struggle that we forget to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're done. I know. We are done. Next um, week. <laughs> talk about next week. Oh, next week we're going to um, talk about putting a new reality in place. So you're going to spend this week and and light your candles, um, get them from your local store, order them from us. We can get them out pretty quick. And even if you decide to re-listen to the show again and start this process and then listen to next week's show again, next week we're putting a new reality in place. We're going to talk about the clutter. And we actually have a special guest, um, Sharon McGrill from Betty Brigade. And you can find her on BettyBrigade.com. She is... Um, she talks about the clutter. She's really good um, with that clearing out your own path and, and all that stuff. So we're going to have her on to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about the next next thing in our path. Um, yes, we are. And I'm a little afraid of what's going to happen. <laughs> There's no reason to be afraid. Cast, uh, cast your care. That's all i got to say. Cast my cast care. Cast your care. All right. Cast your care. So. Everybody, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. Um, make sure that you get your candle orders in for Christmas with the quickness because I can't guarantee you how long supplies will be lasting. They may be gone relatively quickly, and we may be focused on the new year by then. So you need to get over there with the quickness um, and deal with that. And, Jackie, what do they need to do until next week? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. See you next week. feels perfect, other days it just ain't working, the good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between, so it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our hearts through the words we say, mountains crumble with every syllable, hope can live or die, so speak Raise your thoughts a little higher. 